This is the Live Life Happy Podcast with Andrea Seidel, and it's episode number 126. Welcome to the Live Life Happy Podcast with Andrea Seidel. We're all about highlighting self-help, positive psychology, and books on well-being. We share the content and actionable advice so you can make normal life extraordinary. We are a community of lifelong learners, high achievers, and busy people. Get ready for your download so you can live life happy. I'm your host and addicted to reading, Andrea Seidel. All right, welcome. All right, I highlighted such an amazing book, and it is called Flow. The Psychology of Optimal Experience by Mahali Csikszentmihalyi. Now say that fast five times. If you read his name, it's like almost impossible to figure out how to pronounce his name, but it is Mahali, we hope, Csikszentmihalyi. Uh, This book is so great because it can help us in so many ways. So I'm going to jump in. I'm going to highlight the book in about 15 minutes, hopefully cross fingers because there's so many nuggets of wisdom within this book and so many things that we can use in our everyday life that can make a big difference. So basically, if you think about a time when you were in deep enjoyment, when you were full of creativity, when you were totally involved and you you lost track of time, you're completely lost track of time, the chances are you were probably in a state of flow. And that's what this whole entire book is about. It's about really delving into as many flow opportunities as we can. So often people feel like their lives are wasted or they feel like, you know, they're bored or they feel like they're, they're, they're anxious maybe, or they're bored or they're overwhelmed. So sometimes we spend that like time in our life in those moments. Um, But what's really cool about this book is that it really encourages us that we can actually achieve that flow state more frequently. And we can actually make our lives feel so much better and and have more happiness and subjective well-being because we can go into these states, this flow state that he calls it, um, for optimal experience. And that's what this book is all about. We're going to jump right in. Cheeks at Me High really demonstrates the ways that this positive state can actually be controlled. So the good news is that we can learn flow that we can enhance flow and that it's not just by chance. So the general overview of this book is that a meaningful life is one where a person spends time in a state of optimal experience called flow. So the more we can have these optimal experiences throughout our day, um, we're going to be in more flows, like the more flow state we're in, our lives are going to feel better. So to live a great life is how he put it within his book. Our goal must be to maximize the amount of time we spend in flow. So by improving our experiences, we can have more of these subjective experiences. And, you know, and I love the way he put in his book too. He says that happiness is not a constant state of mind. It actually needs to be cultivated and defended. So in other words, it's up to us. We literally have to, you know, delve into this. We want to try to achieve and cultivate more flow states so that we can, you know, have more subjective experiences of happiness. So are you ready? We're going to learn how we can transform any task 
the, even the mundane, boring tasks, like doing laundry. And you guys all know that I, I don't like doing laundry. So the reality is you can actually bring yourself into flow state while you're doing it. Um, so that is what we're going to learn today. We're going to talk a little bit about that. So the key takeaways, um, we're going to talk all about what is flow. We're going to talk about five principles to transform any activity into flow state. We're going to talk about making flow the norm. So can we make it like the norm in our life so that we have have more of these flow states. And then we're also going to talk a little bit about creating flow out of chaos. Now, our life isn't without stress. Let's face it, right? There's ups and downs, there's challenges. That's what makes us human. Um, so creating flow and even what could feel like chaos, we're also going to talk about that. So let's jump right in. So first of all, what is flow? Like we, I kind of defined it a little bit um, in, in the beginning. And it's basically that state where we you're in the zone. You know, when you go into that zone um, where you feel like, you know, you've lost track of time, they say it off, often like with athletes, they're in the zone. Um, so achieve to achieve flow, we need three things. And so he talks about having realistic goals. And then he talks about your goals must match the opportunities for action. He also talks about having complete focus in that activity. So I don't know about you, but have you gone into activities and like, you know, you're, you're doing it, but your mind's thinking about other things or like, you're, you know, so you're not necessarily achieving a flow like state, but when you have those realistic goals and your skills are matching that opportunity, in other words, you have the skills to do the activity. You're not feeling frustrated because you don't know what you're doing. Um, but it's not so easy that you're bored when your skills match the opportunity um, and then the complete focus is that third element. So those three things are actually needed in order to achieve flow. So if you think about it, you know, one time, maybe if you think back to a time where you were in flow state, where you lost track of time. And I remember I was just playing on in my driveway, I was playing with a beach ball, like in, in the goal was keep the ball up as long as you can in the air. And we were all like rallying this big beach ball around. And I was in flow state. I lost track of time. We were having so much fun. It was enough of a challenge to match my skill level. And then at the same time, I was completely focused in that moment. I was mindful in that moment. And I was like, we are all, you know, in flow state. It was so much fun. So flow happens when your skills match the difficulty of the task. Um, if it's too difficult, if something, think about that. Like if something's too difficult, usually we have that sense of overwhelm and anxiety and anxiousness. Whereas if something's way too easy, we get bored. It's not a challenge for us. So it's really important to match our skill set to the amount of the task that we're doing. So in other words, we want to make sure something's challenging enough that's upping our skills, that ups, ups the ante. And then at the same time, we want to make sure that it's not so easy that we become bored. Uh, so that is how we can achieve flow. But then that third piece, remember, you know, having realistic goals that match our skill set and then also having complete focus in that activity. So that is basically what flow is. We want to make sure that we're choosing activities like, oh, the other thing in the piece that I love is that he talks about the more that something looks like a game, the more enjoyable it becomes. 
And it's so true. Like sometimes I'll put the, the, the timer on, I'll put the timer on my microwave. It's like, okay, for the next 10 minutes, I'm going to fold as much laundry as I can and see how fast I can get it all away. So I create the goal. It matches my skill level. I go as fast as I can. And then by the end, I feel a sense of accomplishment and I actually can drive myself to go into a bit of flow state, even in that mundane t- task of folding laundry. Um, so that's, that's, that's one strategy, right? So the more we can make things like a game and gamify things, and I love gamifying. I know I do the, like the 10 minute tidy apps, like, let's see how fast we can tidy this house in 10 minutes. It's like, you know what, let's put a time-lapse on your phone, Felicia, before we clean your room. And like, she'll, she'll be in her room and say, like, oh, cool. And then she'll see a time-lapse of her whipping around the whole entire room, which is so fun. So the more that we can make an activity like a game, Uh, the more likely we're going to go into flow state. And I really love that nugget because that we can do, right? Like think about all the fun ways that you can add gaming to, you know, the things that you do in order to make it challenging, right? Games, there's a goal in mind. You're totally focused in the moment and you're you're using your skills to accomplish uh, the, the task. So you can see why games naturally have a tendency to put us into flow. So he does talk all about the five principles to transform activities into flow. And so, of course, this is in the mind map. So, you know, you you can go to my my book vault on my website and this whole summary is there and uh, you can um, delve into those the, the five principles of flow state. So you want you want to adopt these five principles in order to transform activities into flow. So we know the three things that are required to have flow. But now let's delve into these principles um, that we can transform activities into flow. So So first of all, we want to define the goal of an activity. So that's really important, that goal piece, creating a major goal and also sub goals as needed to reach that goal. Then the next thing is find ways to measure your progress. So this is so important because you can see yourself, you know, reaching goals slowly and systematically. Like I know when I'm writing my book, I break down section by section. It's like, okay, today and this week, I'm going to focus on, you know, this whole chapter. Um, Monday, I might download my brain. No, Tuesday, I might start organizing Wednesday. And so I chunk it down into sub goals so that they don't, the whole project doesn't feel overwhelming. And then I give myself a time, okay, for the next, hour, I'm devoted to this book and I'm going to be super hyper-focused. And um, and then I know what I want to accomplish in one hour. And that goes with that thing, right? If you have an hour to to clean your house, you're going to take an hour. Whereas, you know what, if the guests are pulling in the driveway and your house is a disaster, you can usually pull things together, right? In like 10 minutes. It's so funny. So that time constraint kind of, you know, drives us to really focus. And I love that. So he also talks about, so find ways to measure that progress. So create mechanisms that can track how far along you're going. And so creating sub goals and little mini accomplishments is a great way to do that. He also talks about concentrating on the task at hand. Now, this focus piece is really important, right? Dedicating your full attention to the task. Um, and then he talks about developing the skills needed to make that progress. So now this is really key. So I always find that, you know, if if something is really challenging, it slows you down, right? You start to get frustrated. And so what I love about this piece is that 
sometimes we need to step away and think about, well, what are the skills that I need in order to do that? Like for me, it's like sometimes like now with formatting and word, it just gets me out of flow. I'm no longer like feeling the, the love in my work and I'm just getting frustrated. So my skill level obviously doesn't match the task. So developing the skills needed in order to make progress is one of these wonderful ways we can transform activities in order to make them more likely to go into flow, flow state. So that's a really good point, right? Like developing the skills so that we don't feel anxious and we don't move out of um, the flow state and making an effort to improve every skill that's required for that goal that you want for yourself. And then I love this piece, keep raising the stakes. Don't let it get boring, right? Making sure that you're upping and really making, you know, new goals for yourself. And once you achieve your goals, you kind of repeat this whole entire process, um, which is defining your goal, finding ways to measure your progress, um, concentrating on the task at hand and developing the skills needed to make progress. And then keep raising the stakes so that we don't get bored. So those are the five principles to transform activities into flow. Now, he does talk all about, you know, making flow the norm. Um, he talks about making it intrinsic to your own personal goals, like self goals you set for yourself, um, finding a, the object, your, your motivation from within. He talks about being um, setting better goals that are intrinsic. He talks all about getting immersed in those activities and paying attention um, and just enjoying the immediate experiences one of his suggestions too. He also talks about how work actually naturally produces more flow-like experiences because if you think about it, usually there's a deadline, there's a time constraint, there's, you know, we feel this sense uh, of using our skills and we have that sense of feeling challenged as well. So it makes us happier. It makes us stronger, more creative and satisfied. So work is kind of structured like a game. So again, he's really emphasizing that we can transform, you know, the mundane activities and the daily activities in our leisurely life and in our work, especially into opportunities for flow. So what we want to do is try to spend as much time in creating opportunities of flow. So that is really, you know, one of the things that he suggests. So I know we're running out of time here and I'm trying to stay within the time constraint constraint. So some of the actionable nuggets for me is I really loved this idea and those five principles that he walks you through. Um, what resonated for me a lot was this idea of sometimes I think I'm missing that mindful piece or I'm missing that paying attention piece because um, I do the time thing. I make it fun. I try to make it like a game and um, I set good goals for myself. But I think the piece that maybe I can up for myself and my action that I can take from this book is seeing how I can achieve more flow state. So maybe adding in um, that focus and that attention in the moments that I'm in and seeing how that makes me go into flow. Like when we do these book clubs, oh my gosh, I'm in flow, like 100%, like the challenge of looking at the mind map, enjoying the people that are with me and um, recording and everything and having a goal and a timeline um, and losing track of time and totally being focused. So my question then for you and something to consider and food for thought is how, where are you already in flow in your life? And then taking it one step further and thinking, how could you add more opportunities for flow? 
So I think that would that would be a really fun thing to consider. And um, this book is so great, Flow, uh, The Psychology of Optimal Experience by Mahali Csikszentmihalyi. And I hope you really enjoyed this summary. And of course, I always suggest if something sparks your interest to support the author and purchase the book, because let's face it, there's so much knowledge and experience and wisdom within these books that we really do want to support the author as well. And this is just a highlight, uh, you know, even, even if you've already read the book, it's kind of nice sometimes to get a little review and then, you know, a summary of it so that you can apply it to your life. So that's it. I hope you enjoyed it and um, I will see you soon. So if you like this podcast, I have exciting news. I am hosting live L-I-V-E, which is live interactive virtual events every single Thursday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I would love to have you join us. So come and join us. It's a live book club where I highlight these books. And I literally, after I've highlighted the books, we have these fun discussions and breakout groups, and we connect with like-minded people who love to learn. So I would love to have you there. So Go to my website. You can check out more on the regular book club. Just click on book club and I'd love to have you. It's absolutely free and it is so fun to connect with like-minded people and people that are a part of your tribe in the positive psychology world. So go on over to my website. I encourage you to do that and I look forward to seeing your actual live face. Yay! If you like this podcast, it's like personal training for your mind. You've got to come over to my website at andreasidel.com where I take all these books and I hide them in this big, massive vault. There's hundreds and hundreds of books in there for you to learn and discover and grow from. So I really encourage you to head on over to my website so you can gain access to this vault. They're just waiting for you to read. Also, if you've been thinking about writing a book or you know, you've lacked the time, maybe the focus and the know-how to get it done, or you've been wanting to publish your own work, well, look no further. Spend no more time wasting trying to figure it all out because I'm your girl. I am a book doula. I actually help people painlessly give birth to their books through book birthing. (laughs) So let's turn that dream into achievement through birthing your own book because books change lives. So head on over to my website to find out more about that as well. Be sure to subscribe here so that you get the latest episode. And of course, share this with your friends, write a review because it really helps grow the show. And finally, I just want to thank you so much for joining me, not only today, but also week after week. I'm just so grateful that I get to show up and read all these books and share the learning experience with you. So until next week, I'm sending hugs.